This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode. Today is super exciting because I have a guest and I haven't had a guest in a hot minute. So everyone, please welcome Lily Rayco onto the podcast. She's the host of 8020 Pod, which you've definitely listened to before. Lily, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to have you. Before we kind of get into today's episode and we talk all about positive routines and kind of confidence and lack thereof occasionally and all of that sort of stuff, do you want to give everyone kind of a brief overview of who you are, what you do, where you're from, all of that? Yeah. So my name is Lily. I am uh I feel like whenever I go into I am, I'm like, I'm from Annapolis. I'm a podcast host, like all like the basics. But um, I guess kind of in a nutshell, I am, yes, a podcast host. Um, I would say like entrepreneur. I feel like we toss that word around so much. But um, I feel like I just, I have like my hand in so many different buckets. So it's hard to like in a nutshell describe who I am. Um, but I kind of just like have a podcast for the 20-somethings, chat about life, growing up, doing all the the post-grad stuff. Um, I guess in like a couple words or less, that's me. But hopefully you guys will like get to know me a little bit more throughout the episode. Yeah, I love that you call yourself an entrepreneur because obviously hosting a podcast, there's so many different facets to it that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. And it's literally running a business, trying to like do all these things with it. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, it is. And like I um I'm currently in the process of trying to take on an intern. And so I guess just like a little like side tangent. Mm-hmm. And so on these interview calls, I'm like, so like what are you most interested in learning about? And they're like, oh, like, you know, like the back, like the back end of podcasting and stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. So it's all of this. It's like accounting, managing, mm-hmm. doing, and then like you're also the like the talent too. So you're doing, you've got your hand in all these different things. So it really is running a full-fledged business. Yeah. Totally. So speaking about podcasts, speaking about your podcast, AD20, what was kind of the inspiration behind starting it? Why did you name it? What you named it? All of that. Yeah. Okay. I love this question. Um, So I named AD20 after a conversation that I had had with a wellness um person. Uh, She was a fitness instructor. And I was talking to her about how I was attending the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. And I was just kind of like using my platform at the time, which was pretty small because I was doing YouTube. um, And I had like, you know, an okay subscriber base. And I was also on Instagram. And I just didn't really have anything like I guess, meaningful to share. Like I was sharing bits and pieces of my life, but I was like, I'm just doing things for other people's entertainment. Um, And so I was like, you know what? I really want to start a podcast. And I had had a conversation with this fitness person and we're talking about, you know, healthy habits and routines and workouts and fitness and food. And she said, you know what? It really is 80-20. And then we kind of expanded on that conversation a little bit. And I always kind of like toss that in the back of my mind. Um, And so when it came time to name the podcast, I kind of like rolled through a laundry list of names. And I was just like, I feel like all of these are so silly. And I just came up with like the most, I I don't know, like when when you're trying to name something, 
you go through like these batches. Like I just have like scrap paper everywhere trying to come up with a good name. And I presented them to my sister and she's like, Lily, all of these suck. She's like, I love you so much. And all of your names suck. They're so stupid. And it was like the Lily Roko show and just stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, I need something really good. And so I thought back to this conversation. Okay. It really is 80, 20. And you know, 80% food, 20% fitness, but you can apply that principle to anything in your life. This weekend, for example, I was definitely living in the 20, maybe the one, the 1% I had like a big night out and I never do that. Um, so it really is just is about like finding balance, finding kind of like that happy medium of like living your life, enjoying what you do on a day-to-day basis, but also making sure that you're not like putting yourself in a position where, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure because it really comes down to your routines, your habits and and the balance between all of that. Totally. I absolutely love that. That's an your podcast, especially because like you said, life is so much about balance. And I feel like a lot of the time, especially on social media, a lot of people push unrealistic kind of lifestyles and unrealistic routines, especially for those of us in school or working or whatever it is. So having a podcast completely dedicated to kind of like that balance, that those healthy habits, that routine. Incredible. I love it. Thank you. So currently on my podcast, we are kind of doing a confident girl summer series. We're talking all things confidence, ways to improve it, ways to have it, stack, I guess, ways to kind of build those healthy routines. Walk us through your typical daily routine. Walk us through from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, kind of what a typical day and a typical routine in your life would be. Okay, cool. I love this question. Also, my washing machine just decided to get loud. So if you start hearing like crazy stuff going on, I'm doing a load. I should have I should have timed this out better, but um, I guess we'll talk about that in the in the daily routine. Keeping up with like your chores and stuff in and of itself feels like a oh my god. Job. I, I literally agree. If, if you have any tips for that, would love to hear. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> daily routine starts in my uh, with my morning routine. I'm such a big morning routine person. I I like to take choices, like potential choices out or like potential decision-making out of my daily life if I can. And so having a routine really becomes the backbone. Um, So I would definitely say my morning routine is kind of like a good staple and a good segue into my daily life. Um, So I wake up and I will typically go into the bathroom, brush my teeth, put my contacts in, the whole bit. Um, And I let my, I love to make my bed, but I let it kind of air out. I don't know why I do this, but I just feel like my sheets need to breathe. I heard that one time and I was like, that sounds good. So let me just like, let my sheets breathe, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do that and then I come into the kitchen and most of the time the night before I will do um, a load in the dishwasher. And so the dishwasher, mine like it's one of those Samsung ones where like it mm-hmm. sings really loud when it's done and like it cracks itself open and like airs itself out. It's kind of like, yeah, oh it's God. right. It's, it's so weird, but like it airs itself out. So like I, mm-hmm. I just come out to a, a clean, dry dishwasher. So that's awesome. Um, but the singing kind of gets me, but I've learned to tune it out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the dishwasher is like ready to be unloaded. So I unload that while I'm making a cup of coffee. I just pop like my little coffee pot in the, in the coffee maker, make that. Um, and then, so I've already completed one chore, which I think is a big kind of way to just set yourself up for success when you've already felt accomplished. It's such a mm-hmm. tiny task. It's so mindless. It's easy to do. 
Um, and then you have like a clean kitchen right away and it just kind of feels good. So I empty the dishwasher, make my cup of coffee, and then I typically will go back and make my bed. Um, cause if I don't make it, then I, I don't really come back and do it. So yeah. we'll come back and make my bed. Um, and then I grab my journal, my Bible and my morning devotional or Bible study or whatever. Um, and then I just go out on the balcony, sit there and do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's kind of just like my time meditate, do all the things, journal, get my feelings right. Um, this like, and then I'll kind of like sit on my phone and text my friends or check emails really quick, just kind of like see what's on the lineup for today. Um, something that I've been doing a lot lately is if for some reason, okay, I'm trying to, I feel like in your twenties, we could go on a total like side, side tangent here in your twenties, you like, I feel like people are always moving around. And so Mm -hmm. a big priority for me lately is continuing to keep up with friends and no matter like where they are in the world. So if I think of someone, I try to text them and just say, hey, I'm thinking of you. So that is such a good habit. Thank you. I think I, I started doing that because someone in my life did that for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I so appreciate that like little bit of connection. So if someone pops into my head, which typically happens when I'm just sitting outside because I'm just, you know, thinking about life and, and yeah. you know, um, and I, you know, if someone just pops in my head, I text them. I'm like, Hey, thinking of you, hope you're doing well. Or, you know, saw this quote, made me think of you, have a great day. And mm-hmm. it's just like a little thing that you can do to like stay connected with the people in your life. So kind of building that into my morning routine has been huge. Um, and then after that, I typically start my work day. So like I said, I try to stay off my phone, I don't think I mentioned that, but I stay off my phone until I get on my phone and like text people or check, check mm-hmm. emails. Um, so I'll just like check my Google, Google calendar, figure out kind of what's on the agenda for today. Um, and then I start my work day and I'm really lucky that I work from home. Um, so that in and of itself is like its own set of discipline. I know you can probably totally. relate. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to your episode today and uh, hearing you talk about how you've got like a bunch of papers that you need to finish. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you yeah. end up getting them done? No, I still have them. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> but, so but that's so, awesome. But so, you know, it's like that, that discipline mentality mm-hmm. or like, you know, okay, well this project isn't really due until, you know, two weeks from now so I can keep pushing it. And so a habit for me lately um, has been really trying to hold myself accountable mm-hmm. and just hold uh, dates and times that things are due and make them do like for myself a little bit earlier than, you know, like if like I have a podcast up on Thursday, like I shouldn't be going at, you know, 10 PM on Wednesday night to get it up. Like it needs to be up like the week before kind of thing. Right. So just kind of like holding myself accountable, grinding on that. Um, like I said, that's its own like little set of discipline. So I pretty much work. I try to hold like nine to five ish, just those hours. Um, sometimes I'll take a, a break and go outside or I'm have a pool outside my condo, which is really nice. So mm-hmm. if I, like it's sunny outside, I can take like a little bit of a lunch break. I'll go sit down by the pool. Um, sometimes I'll build like a workout into my afternoon, but I'm kind of trying to be intuitive with that part of my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then night routine is something that I struggle with so much. So if you have any tips, I would love to hear them. Um, but I, I'm bad with the phone before bed. I don't know why, but I so am. Yeah, honestly, so am I. That's one of the things that Dean gets mad at me for every single night because we'll be trying to go to bed and then I'll like kind of roll over to like check the time. Cause I don't know why I'm always like, what time am I going to bed so that I can mentally prep how long I get to sleep? But then when I check my phone to check the time, 
I go on it and I'm like texting people or I casually scroll on Insta or whatever it is. So that's something I need to work on too because I'm so bad for it. And then I feel like it hinders my sleep. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I did a little bit of an experiment with myself and I had friends over, I think it was like Sunday night. And it was one of those things where I'll just like chill on the couch, like Mm -hmm. talking, whatever. And then everyone's like, all right, well, I'm super tired. So we're going to go to bed. So friends left and I went right to bed. Didn't touch my phone. I think I maybe set my alarm, make sure that I was like, you know, good to go for the next morning. But I was super tired. So I just went right to bed and I got the best night's sleep, woke up. Uh, Monday morning feeling super energized, ready to take on the day. And then last night I was up super late on my computer because I had work to do. It was one mm-hmm. of those nights that you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so much done. I can't stop now. Yeah. And um, I was on my computer super late and then I was like, okay, well, you know what? I should probably go to bed. It's like 10.30 or 11. And then I got in bed and I was like, but I'm not quite tired. So let me just scroll. Mm-hmm. And then one, you know, Instagram reel turned into like 20 and I slept horrible. And mm-hmm. then I woke up. So it's kind of this like chain reaction. So I'm so just, I, I don't know why I do it. It truly has like almost like borderline addiction. I don't know. Like it's yeah. bad. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I feel like for me, it's honestly kind of like an anxiety thing. Like before Mm -hmm. I go to bed, I'm like, I need to know, does anyone need me? Does anyone need anything right now? Like before I sleep and I have to kind of learn like everything can, it can wait. Like I'm a very in the moment type of person. Like the minute someone will text me, I'll reply right away. Cause I'm like, what if they need something or like, I just don't want them to be waiting on me, that kind of mentality. And I feel like that's how I feel before I go to bed. And I'm like, if I'm sleeping for six hours or seven hours or whatever. What if someone needs me right before? No, literally. I totally agree. I think that's like a, you almost kind of, yeah, like put into words, like what I, what I think I'm like, maybe I'll just like stay up a little bit longer in case like someone texts and needs me. And it's like, yeah, you can just go to sleep. Like I put certain people on my, um, I don't know what it's called, but that they can break through, do not disturb. Oh, yeah. yeah favorites, yeah. Maybe? Favorites, I guess. Yeah, I think um, so. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so if those people need me, like the phone will ring. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that I think everyone needs to just be like conscious of, you know? Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC 
all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So do you have any sort of daily non-negotiables? You have to do every single day things that could help boost your confidence for the day, things that could kind of set you up for success. I know you said one of the things that you do every day is you unload your dishwasher, which is something I do every single morning too, because it just, it makes my apartment cleaner. It makes me feel like, okay, I've accomplished one thing for the day, even if nothing else happens, this one task that I had to get done. Is there anything that you can kind of think of that is just something you have to do? Okay. love this question. Um, So non-negotiables, definitely my journaling in the morning, Mm -hmm. such a big just like mind clearing activity. I think that without it, I would go a little crazy. So I always make time to journal. Um, A gratitude list is super important to me too. This kind of ties into maybe texting your friends. Ever since I started practicing gratitude, I've seen a big shift in my mindset. I've always struggled with anxiety. And I just think when you sit down and truly like count your blessings, it's just such a cool experience. So then too, like if I think of someone, I'm like, hey, grateful for you today. I'll send them a text. And then another non-negotiable, I think for me, this is kind of like new this summer, which I love your Confident Girl Summer series because this kind of ties into my podcast series as well. I'm doing Healing Girl Summer and I'm pumped to have you on mine and we can talk all things confidence and healing and all that jazz. But something for me is doing positive affirmations in the mirror. And this is something that's so super awkward to do, Mm -hmm. um, especially when you're struggling with what you see when you look in the mirror. And I think that kind of just breaking through that like awkwardness has been a huge confidence boost for me. You know, like when you can look in the mirror and be like, hey, you know, you're beautiful. Love you. You're going to do great things today. Just whatever little like motivational tactics you need um, has been, like I said, a huge confidence boost. Um, And then another, uh, I don't, this is more of just like a little like 
tactic that you can do or like a mm-hmm. uh, truly a tangible um, if you feel awkward saying those things to yourself, you can write them on little sticky notes and just post them on your mirror. And, you know, when you go to brush your teeth, you can read, I am beautiful. I am loved. And it sounds super corny. It's very just like, you know, Pinteresty type, like, you know, just basic like self-improvement tools. But I think when you really shift that self-talk, especially in front of the mirror, I think big changes happen for sure. I totally agree. I always tell everyone when you say affirmations, you're going to feel so fucking stupid for the first little bit, especially if you're in a mental state where you, where it's really hard for you to kind of believe them. Like if I were to kind of just not feel very confident about myself or whatever, sitting there and being like, I'm so beautiful. I'm so smart. It's not going to feel natural. It's not going to really feel real. But I tell everyone that you just have to fake it till you make it. The more you say it, the more your mind is going to shift and the more it's actually going to kind of start to resonate with you. So I love that. I think that's so smart. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely think it's, yeah, like you said, fake it till you make it. And if you don't believe it, like that's fine, but just keep doing it because eventually you will. One day you will. Yeah. Just force yourself to force yourself to do it. Yeah. But back to kind of the journaling, because I think that that's like a really amazing thing that you do every day. Do you have any journaling tips for beginners, for someone who maybe has never journaled before and not really sure what to do? I know a lot of people feel like you kind of have to use prompts and you have to almost journal in kind of a certain way to get the benefits of it, which I don't personally think is true. But do you kind of have any tips for anyone that wants to kind of get into journaling, kind of into that self-reflective type of mentality? Yeah. Okay. Love this question. So I'm kind of with you on the fact like I'm not a big prompts girl. Mm-hmm. I do have a workbook on my website that is all about like journaling prompts. Amazing. Um, it's like four days of like self, self-love self journal prompts. And mm-hmm. it's kind of more just to like spark inspiration. And I think at first prompts are great, especially if you don't know what to write about. And for me, I guess like a little bit of, um, I guess like a backstory and then we'll kind of get into like the the question like a little side I'm, I'm such like a side tangents person oh my god I love it go ahead I, I, I yeah I'm such a big like fan of the tangent um so I've always found so much I guess we'll use the word like therapy or like an outlet like using writing as an outlet and so writing always just has kind of come naturally to me so when I found prompts um that I like you know like how are you feeling today what would change that feeling um how do you want to feel today what are three things that you can do to bring that feeling to life today? It just always kind of felt like natural. And so once I kind of like had a couple prompts down, I was like, all right, I think I kind of got the hang of this. But for some people, writing doesn't come naturally. And for some people, I, I get messages sometimes because I talk about journaling all the time. And I get messages like, I just can't get myself to journal. And I'm like, well, then maybe journaling isn't like a, a tool for you. You know, if writing is not an outlet for you, if you're more of like a math, like, sciencey person you know if you don't really have that like creative kind of like I, I don't know I feel like some people are very they're very fluid between like kind of like the left and the right brain and then some people are just like okay things are very like black and white I was never the student that was good at math I was never really into science like I just was always like English is my favorite subject and I'm gonna write all day long and creative writing was my favorite unit in school and so I 
just journaling comes so naturally to me. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I have no freaking clue. I've tried. Prompts don't work. Nothing works. I just don't care. Maybe it's not for you. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I am a very STEM type of student. I'm a very science-based person. And so when I would journal, I would one, either just kind of do like a brain dump because sometimes I felt like in my head, I wasn't able to kind of work through things. So just like writing the most random stuff on paper really helped me. But then it wasn't something that I wanted to do every day. It wasn't something I was really able to kind of like get the hang of almost like it just wasn't something that I was just loving so what I did instead is I would just talk out loud to myself like especially if I was driving I would drive in the car and I'd be like okay what are three things I'm grateful for today I'm grateful for this 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 or then I'd be like how am I feeling okay right now I'm feeling a little anxious about school like I would just kind of talk it out instead and I think it's also just because I'm a person that kind of being still just like is not it doesn't work for me like I get so anxious just kind of being calm which is another thing I should probably work on but sitting down and actually taking the time to write things just kind of spiraled my anxiety so just talking things out to myself like if I was doing the dishes or if I was driving in the car or like doing laundry or whatever is kind of how I sort of quote-unquote journaled I guess yeah I love that. That's such a good tool because it really, it's not for everyone. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's such a common like self-improvement tool and I use it all the time. I don't know where I'd be without writing, but it really isn't for everyone. I think too, like um, sometimes I would do, like if I was driving and kind of like, you know, it's like, okay, what, you know, what am I feeling today or starting to feel overwhelmed? Talking it out, I think you can just process it better. Like sometimes if you are overwhelmed about something and then you start telling someone else about it, you're like, okay, I know how silly this sounds. (laughs) Yeah. So you can even do that for yourself. So voice memos are – also, I found that podcasting sometimes Mm -hmm. I say stuff and it's almost like a little therapy session. I'm sure you found the same. Totally. Like it's it's just such a game changer when you truly hear yourself say something out loud or even write it down in the journal and you're like, okay – I can see where this is silly. Like, I don't need to be overwhelmed about this. Or, oh, wait, this is real. Like, I've really got a problem going on and I got to work it out. And yeah. so talking out loud is such a such a cool, a cool tactic for sure. We talked about your routine. We talked about your non-negotiables, what you do. I had an episode kind of about ways to create habits and habit stack and kind of build that core routine that's going to help you kind of quote unquote succeed in life. Do you have any tips or any advice on the best way to kind of create those positive habits? I definitely think discipline is a huge Mm -hmm. piece of the puzzle. And a lot of people want to do a lot of things, but not a lot of people act on a lot of things. Um, And there's something that my sister and I kind of just say to each other all the time. We're like, oh, they're all bark, no bite. And Mm -hmm. they're just kind of talking about the things that they want to do. And so we kind of made it a rule in our, I live with my sister. We're roommates and we're, you know, we just talk about everything under the sun. And um, we kind of made it a rule. Like if we're talking about something, you know, if you, if you keep talking about it, you better do it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of those things was um, running a half marathon. It's something that I've been talking about doing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to do it. And she's like, okay, well then actually do it and stop telling people that you're going to do it. Stop 
dreaming about doing it and just do it. And so I think having that discipline, but also that accountability of someone in your life saying, okay, you're talking about it a lot. You're dreaming about it a lot. When are you going to get it done? I think that's a big game changer. So we weren't like, I feel like all these, you know, little habits, little tips, little tricks, it definitely kind of builds up to to the big things, right? Like, you know, drinking a green smoothie every day and, you know, mm-hmm. making sure I'm hitting my protein intake are small little things that I can do every day to help me when I'm mar- or half marathon training. But without kind of that accountability of doing that big thing, it's hard to do the little things too. Um, so that was kind of just a little bit of a side tangent. But I think discipline and accountability are huge. And also just finding things that you want to do. We talked mm-hmm. about journaling and like if journaling's not for you, there's no way that you're going to actually want to wake up and do it. So finding things that you love to do makes your habits really easy. Um, and then you just wake up to like a routine and a life that you love, which sounds so cliche, but mm-hmm. it's true. Like when you're doing things that you enjoy and doing things that you want to do, um, it just makes it all a lot easier. Yeah. I love that you said kind of start with smaller habits and kind of build your way up. Cause I feel like that's a lot of the reason that people get really nervous to kind of start something like, for example, your half marathon, if you were to tell everyone, I'm going to run a half marathon, that could kind of like give everyone a little bit of anxiety. Cause now you're kind of thinking, Oh shit, I actually have to do this. So kind of starting small and working your way up and kind of building those little habits to quote unquote, become your best self. Eventually you're going to get to a point where running a half marathon isn't as scary to you. It's something that you will enjoy. It's something you're excited about and you're able to kind of sustain that habit that you wanted to create. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like when you have like a big goal or a big dream, when you finally break that down into like the little daily habits that Mm -hmm. like the action steps where you're like, okay, I can put one foot in front of the other, take it day by day and get to the big thing. It makes it a lot easier to kind of like reach to that mountaintop. You know, it doesn't seem so, so big and so scary. Totally. I also feel like, like you said, accountability is so important and having an accountability partner or someone to kind of be an outside influence kind of keeping you on track is so important. And then also just having that accountability within yourself. And I always say like, if you make a promise to yourself, you want to keep it because if you had someone in your life that constantly broke promises, you would never trust them. You would never have confidence in them. You would never like want to interact with them, all that kind of stuff. So why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, love, love that. Yeah. (laughs) So Like I said, we're talking about confidence. Confidence is kind of the theme of the summer, theme of our lives, I guess, if you want to say. But has confidence ever been something that you've kind of struggled with? And if it has, how do you overcome those negative things and those negative thoughts and feelings? So I would say I've never felt a deeper feeling of confidence and self-love until like this summer. Oh my God. I love that. Right. Which is like insane. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was always one of those things that was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm confident in myself maybe, but then I'm also like bullying myself behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And I heard a quote and it was, if you wouldn't say it about your best friend or your sister or your mom, you shouldn't say it about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I kept that in the back of my mind, but I was still, you know, like I knew that the things that I was telling myself weren't very nice, but I continued to do so. And I think 
confidence is one of those things that you naturally kind of have it as a kid. Like if you see little kids playing together, they're mm-hmm. fearless. Like just kids do the craziest stuff. And then the moms are like, oh, like, no, like don't climb that. Like you're going to hurt yourself. And, you know, I think we kind of start to get the world just kind of like rubs off on us to some degree. And we lose kind of our natural ability to be confident and, and sure of ourselves. Um, Cause we're told so many times like, Hey, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Be careful. Watch out. And then, you know, then you start like dating and then you start dealing with mean girls and just the world rubs off on you. And um, I think it's taken me, um, you know, 20 plus years. I mean, I'm 23 now. So say, you know, by the time you're like five or six, you're kind of catching on to the the ways of society and you're like, oh shit, like maybe this isn't, you know, maybe I'm not as great as I thought I was. And, you know, it's taken me a long time to kind of undo the lies that I've been telling myself. Um, And I think a switch really flipped when I just kind of decided that like I I wasn't okay with bullying myself anymore. Um, And we talked earlier about like faking it till you make it and like looking in the mirror and telling yourself these affirmations. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm so tired of faking it. And I was like, well, when am I going to make it? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to decide that today's the day. And I couldn't tell you exactly, you know, like a shift. Like I felt a shift happen, but I couldn't tell you how I did it. I feel like that was like a bunch of just like words strung into one. But like I just, you know, one day I was just like, you know what? I just feel better. You know, maybe it was the people that I was surrounding myself with. Maybe it was um, just kind of like coming back to like knowing that I don't, I don't have to do it all alone. And like I've got people that believe in me, people that love me. And so like I should love me too. Um, so anyway, just it's been a long road, a long journey. But yes, I definitely struggled with confidence for a very, very long time. And I think it's one of those things that you just kind of have to like teach yourself and you kind of have to like go low to like come back up again and and kind of believe in yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like for a lot of us girls, we all kind of reach that point where we're just kind of like fed up with feeling like shit about ourselves. And for me, same thing. That was probably like the last year. I kind of woke up one day and I was like, why do I hate everything about myself? And Mm -hmm. I kind of had to like do some inner work. And I was like, okay, is it because this person said this about me? And now I've like held on to that for so long. And you kind of have to look at a whole bunch of situations that have happened in your life and a whole bunch of like external forces, a whole bunch of internal forces, like all these different things. And I kind of was like, okay, well, what would happen if I was just confident? Like what would happen if I actually liked myself? And the mentality shift is so insane. And I always say like, once you shift that mentality, so many positive things actually come into your life. And I kept thinking to myself, what would happen if I wasn't self-deprecating 24-7? Like, what would my life look like? Yeah. Oh my gosh. that I had such a similar situation. Like, it Mm -hmm. just you do, you wake up one day and you're like, I'm really fed up with all the shit that I've been telling myself, self-deprecation, like, Mm -hmm. and it's so common. Like you go on online and you just see people like, I don't know, just like saying like mean things about themselves and mean things about each other. And it's so Mm -hmm. easy to be mean in today's world. You know, like we just, I don't know. I feel like everyone's just so like mean to each other and, Mm -hmm. and, and it just, it's contagious, but also kindness is contagious too. So when you start just deciding that like I'm going to be kind to myself, kind to others. I think that there's a big, a big shift that happens. 
Agreed. I feel like for me personally, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest reasons why I was kind of self-deprecating is I always wanted to come off as extremely humble. And for Mm. some reason, I associated confidence with cockiness like a lot all the time. So if someone ever gave me a compliment, I would immediately downplay it. If I would, I don't know, get an award at school, I would immediately downplay it. I never wanted someone to think that I was just kind of like arrogant or that's, I don't know, just like that kind of vibe. And so I just started self-deprecating myself and I started kind of like putting myself down and stuff to kind of just seem more grounded and humble. And as I got older, I've learned that there's a massive difference between cockiness and confidence and being proud of yourself and proud of your accomplishments is not a bad thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. So I have a question for you. Do you tell people like what, when you, when someone asks you, what do you do for work? What do you say? I tell them that I'm a PhD candidate, like I go to school, and then I tell them I'm the CEO of like my own company. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I'm in such a weird spot because I just say I work in marketing, which is oh my so, god, no, which is so broad. But but it kind of goes yeah. back to what you were saying. Like you're afraid to like, like humble brag, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think you know we're both in our 20s. Like it's so normal to for people to have. I don't know, kind of like a negative perception, like if you work for yourself, I feel like, Mm -hmm. which it's not really a bad thing, but I just feel like, I don't know, it's like weird to me. I I don't know, but but then that kind of ties into confidence too. Like why why am I not like, okay, I was in a bar this weekend and someone's Mm -hmm. like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I work in marketing and I did work in marketing, but I left that job to pursue the podcast. And so (laughs) now I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, cause then, cause then all of a sudden they go on Spotify and they're like, oh, like looking up what's your podcast name? Oh, like, you know, have you ever had that happen? Yeah. And it's like very uncomfy. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I 1000% get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, so I've been struggling with that, like in the Mm -hmm. realm of confidence too, because it's like, I'm so proud of what I've produced and like what I've made and you know, the, 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 the show that I'm building. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I'm like, you know, like what are people gonna think when they hear I have a podcast it's not embarrassing but it's just not normal you know yeah I also think like you said because we're in our 20s and because we're young a lot of people don't take us seriously I know that for HC and like for the brand and stuff that I've busted my ass to try and build when I tell people I own my own clothing brand they don't really take it as seriously as I would hope like they kind of just think it's like a little side gig, like nothing real, I guess. And so then when I tell people I'm the CEO of it, again, like you said, people will pull it up or people will look at it and I get very uncomfy because I don't know what they're thinking. And I think maybe they think I'm just kind of like, I don't know, doing nothing with my life. I don't know if that makes sense, but I totally get it. Yeah. I feel that on such a deep level. It's almost like, okay, they're like Googling it really quick. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. what do I have to prove to you that like this is legit? (laughs) Exactly. You know? Exactly. But then again, that like comes back to myself on being like, okay, but why am I not so fucking confident in what I've produced that like I don't care what 50-year-old man is thinking about my brand, you know? 
Yeah. And then it's like, am I not confident in, we're getting deep. It's like, am I not confident in my company? Am I not confident in my podcast? Mm -hmm. Am I not confident? So anyway, I think that's what I'm struggling with too. It's like almost that um, imposter syndrome. Oh, a thousand percent. Like maybe I'm not qualified. I'm too young. I don't really know what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know this. I don't know that. And it's like, well, you know, you don't have to know everything to be like proud and confident in in what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. I always, I mean, I always have imposter syndrome like 24 seven, no matter what I'm doing. Like I could go to like a Pilates class and I'm like, I shouldn't be here. I don't know how to do Pilates, like just the most random thing. But when it comes to the podcast and it comes to like school or HC or anything like that, I always try and really like take a look at what I've accomplished with it. And I'm like, I didn't know anything when all of this started and like, look how far it's come. So obviously I'm doing something right. Like obviously, again, fake it till you make it. Something is coming from it. And I just kind of try and remind myself of that. Like, even if I don't know what's coming next or I don't know, like, what steps to take forward, like, I will figure it out. And I should just be confident enough in my abilities that, like, I'm going to achieve whatever I'm meant to achieve. So still on the topic of confidence, we got so deep on that. I love it. But waking up every morning, obviously, we're not always going to have days that we're feeling our best. For me, I know that, especially like within my cycle, I've found like some days I wake up and I think I'm literally God's gift to earth. I think I'm like the best thing that could ever happen to this planet. And then other days I wake up and I'm like, why am I like, what am I doing? Like I literally suck at everything and it's kind of both ways, both sides. But for anyone who's kind of waking up in the morning or having an extremely low confidence day, do you have any tips on kind of bouncing back, getting your groove back, kind of building that confidence back up or anything that you personally do when you kind of have those days? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I love this question because I used to be the type of person that would never ask for help. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've realized that When I'm feeling sad, that is when I need to phone a friend and like call my people so they can remind me who the fuck I am. (laughs) Because I, when I'm, and I'm, I'm just like you in the sense, like right before my period, I am so sad. And I'm like, the world is against me and I'm worthless and I'm all these things. And none of that stuff is true. And I'll just like quick moment of vulnerability maybe like two weeks ago. So like right on time, you know, in my, in my cycle, like literally probably a couple hours after I had this like cry session, I got my period and, um, I had like a night out with my friends. I had like a little bit of anxiety and I was just like, mad about like the boy situation and I was like I'm just gonna be single forever like why can't I find like just one good guy one sweet guy and I was like you know it was I was just like spiraling just like you know how one you know how one does and um and I was like this is so stupid and so I just called my sister and I was like can you just like just hear me out and just tell me that I'm being silly And so I just kind of going back to our talking method, um, you know, from a couple minutes ago, when you just kind of work through what you're going through um, and talk it out loud, you realize how silly it is. And, um, and then you call upon your people and they tell you, Hey, you're a badass. Like you're, you know, you don't have to worry about getting into a relationship right now. Like you can have fun being single. Like it's not the end all be all like, you know, 
not to use my period as, you know, kind of a, an excuse or something, but like I was about to start my period. So naturally I was just a little bit more emotional. Um, and you kind of want to be like cuddled and like, you know, you just want to be like, oh, like nurtured um, in that kind of like, you know, phase of, of the month. And so I was just very much like, oh, I just want to like be with someone. And my sister was like, no, you don't. You're just about to start a period. Like it's okay. And um, so I think just calling your people for a confidence boost is huge and knowing that you don't have to do it alone. Um, Cause every single time I've tried to do it alone, it's just kind of like dug me deeper and deeper into that hole. Um, so just know that like you, you don't have to be, um, you know, I mean, obviously be your own hero, but like, you know, it's okay to like invite people in and be like, Hey, like I kind of just need your help on this one. Yeah. Seeking support is like so important. I call my mom literally probably 50 times a day. Like she's the person I will literally tell everything to. And I mean, literally yesterday I had something happen with HC and I wasn't necessarily going to tell her because it doesn't actually like really affect her. And I didn't really want her opinion on it. Like I was like, this is what we're going to do. And then she called me and I said to Dean, I was like, well, I have to tell her. So I literally told her because I was like, I just have to tell her everything that's going on. And so whenever I kind of have moments where I'm sort of lacking confidence, I feel really shitty about myself. I'm really down all this stuff. I call her and I will always tell her most of the time and kind of be like, I know that I'm going to get it together tomorrow. I know I'm going to be fine. But like in this moment, just listen to me vent and listen to me like kind of be upset and like wallow in this. And then once that's over, I always tell her, I'm like, okay, now tomorrow I'm going to wake up and obviously I'm going to keep doing what I have to do. But like in that moment, it's okay to just like have a shitty day. Like it's okay to kind of lack that confidence, sit on the couch all day, watch TV, just not want to participate in the world that day. And like, that's okay. And that's normal. And then I just always remind myself, like, I'm going to pick it back up. Might be a week, might be like a day, might be like two hours, but I'm always going to like get my shit together and like carry on. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, you always bounce back, like no doubt Mm -hmm. about it, but I love what you said that you just kind of like vent to your mom and she just listens. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to have a sounding board and know I mean, even, you know, on the, on the flip side, no, like, okay, like my friend is coming to me. Do they need me to listen or do they mm-hmm. want advice? And oftentimes they just want an ear and they just want to be um, heard and know that they're not alone and that they have someone in their corner. And if they want advice, they'll ask. But I love that, that she just listens to you and just kind of like lets you like roll through the natural like wave of emotions. And she, you know, it's like, she knows that you're going to get through it. You're going to bounce back. And I think that's awesome. That's something that Dean and I do a lot, honestly, is whenever one of us kind of needs to vent, we'll be like, okay, I just need you to sit and listen to this. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I'll be like, okay, I need your help, like figure it out. Because if I'm just trying to vent and Dean puts one, gives one piece of advice, I'm going to lose it. I'm like, I don't need your help. I'm just trying. I know I'm being like irrational or I know I'm kind of having a breakdown for literally no reason. Mm -hmm. So just let me have my breakdown and then like we'll pick it back up tomorrow and we'll get our shit together. But kind of telling people what you need is not a bad thing either because a lot of the time I always think everyone can just kind of read my mind and that's something I've learned having a significant other is that he cannot read my mind, which is so unfortunate. So I actually have to like verbally tell him exactly what I need. And yeah, that's something that I've learned like helps so much, especially in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
that is all that I have for this episode. But before we kind of wrap it up, do you want to just kind of plug all your socials, let everyone know where they can find you, where they can listen to the podcast, all of that? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Lily Raiko, L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. Um, you can also follow the podcast Instagram at 8020pod, 8020pod. Um, my 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 podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google, all that other stuff. I feel like there's like 10,000 different podcast listening platforms now. I can't even keep all straight. Everyone always asks me and I'm like, I, I don't know where it is. Like it's yeah. somewhere. I don't know. Google it. I just put it, I put it in, in one and it just distributes yeah. and it's like magic. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a website, lilyrayco.com. Um, I've got a couple eBooks um, and stuff there. You can find ways to work with me one-on-one. Um, I do a little bit of mentorship too um, for just kind of like wellness podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's ways to connect with me there. And that kind of in a nutshell is uh, where you can find me. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the pod. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. As always, please make sure to rate it, review it, share it with a friend, all that good stuff. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.